Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I was quite surprised to read this today, that Ireland has the highest rate of cannabis smokers in the European Union. Now, there you go. Per head of population, by the way, we're close to the United States now. Some 70% of Irish people now use products containing cannabis. This is according to a new survey by Eurobarometer. Ireland has the highest share of people who use e-cigarettes at 7% against the EU average of 2%. Can you believe that? We're actually leading the way in something unhealthy, but there you go. We also have about the highest rate of alcohol consumption as well. And probably when it comes to gambling, I think we're way up there as well. We seem to be a country of people who need some sort of crutch to lean on. Anyway, Tim Hayes of the European Commission said, the number of Irish people smoking cigarettes has continued to decline. Luckily, the number of people smoking is steadily declining in Ireland. And now only one in five smoke tobacco on a daily basis. He said, nevertheless, about one in ten smoke e-cigarettes. And surprisingly, almost one in five have smoked cannabis over the last year. Uh, last December, the Green Party leader, Eamon Ryan, stated that Ireland is not ready to legalise cannabis in 2021. You'd imagine, actually, you'd think, you'd think Eamon Ryan would want to be legalising cannabis, wouldn't you? Him being the Green Party and everything else. Maybe I'm putting two, two, two together, make five, 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 five there. Yes. And apart from anything else, just he likes the Nels News, doesn't he, in the doll? I mean, anyway. He has previously called for the introduction of Dutch-style smoking cafes in Ireland, which would make cannabis legal under certain conditions, uh, decriminalise almost, I suppose. And today I want to know what you think of this. I mean, are you surprised that we have the highest rate of cannabis smokers here in Ireland? Would you be in favour of legalising it for personal use? Or do you think that would be a slippery slope to go down? So I want, to know, I want to know what you think. I really do. Should Ireland legalise or decriminalise cannabis for personal use? Uh, the suggestion was that we, we legalise it for personal use. You allow people to grow four plants per person in a house. Now, I'm not saying a forest in your attic with lights now. Like four plants. Um, wasn't that the, the kind of benchmark for legalising it for personal use? And you're allowed to carry a certain amount in your pocket for personal use if you're stopped by the police or the Garda Shikana or wherever it happens to be. Um, so, what do you think? Is it a good idea? Would you be happy to see the legalisation of cannabis, marijuana in Ireland? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 188 That's 87 Good evening, Niall. I see you're having another age-old argument as whether or not to legalise the weed. He says it's a no-brainer. Why don't we have a referendum and a vote on it? Says Mark. Well, Mark, you don't need a referendum on it. Just legislation. Um, you don't need, you don't need, there's no mention of cannabis in the Constitution. I don't think they were going around, you know, smoking weed. But maybe they were uh, when, the, when the Constitution was written. Certainly Pope Pius would have been happy it was in there anyway. Um, let me go to Michael. Michael, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Michael? Good evening, Michael. Good evening, Michael. How are you? How are you? Good. Do you, do you, do you smoke the weed, Michael? No, 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 not today. Back in the day, I smoked the resin, yeah. And, and what age were you then? Uh, this has been the early 90s, so... Yeah, well, I'm not going to judge you. I did the same myself between the age of 18 and about 21, and I regret it. Didn't do okay. any good. And I, I got to a point where I remember one of the, the guys I used to hang around with. It seems to change people's voices for some reason. One of the guys I used to hang around <laughs> with was one of these people. All right, yeah, don't stress, man. Oh, cool, man. He was yeah. like yeah, something out of the young ones. You remember your man out of the young ones? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And when I used to see him all the time, and he was constantly, as he would say, oh, look, I'm goofing out, man. And I go, jeez, oh, this is not for me. And I just felt that I was becoming unfocused and silly and stupid, so I just stopped. Yeah. You know, and it was it wasn't doing that for me, apart from making me a bit dizzy every now and again. 
it feels sick yeah. every now and then. So maybe it just wasn't for me. But um, I, I just felt that it was a rocky road because he went on then to, you know, to do cocaine and lots of other stuff too. And I, the chap's yeah. probably dead now, to be honest, which is the greatest respect to him. Yeah, he was a bit of a dropout. But in saying that, Michael, do you think it should be legalised and people should have the choice to be dropouts if that's what they want to do? I mean, I don't have a problem, like, with adults smoking it in a kind of a controlled environment. I mean, I'm, you know, I wouldn't stand in their way kind of thing, but young people are smoking the same amount as adults when their brains are still developing and this thing, you know, and... I mean, what what we what I smoked back in the day, what we smoked back in the day, is not what we have now. What the stuff that's available now, it's all it's it's made by chemists. It's not natural, and it, it's not this argument that it's natural that we have this natural thing. It's not natural. It's made by chemists. All the seeds, even if you grow it yourself in a plant pot, you're growing a seed that was made. The parent of that. The great, 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 great grandparent of that seed was made by chemists, and it, what the the levels of stuff, what is it, THC, THC whatever yeah. it's called, yeah, it's ninety percent stronger, even more, a hundred percent stronger than what the stuff we were smoking was grown in a field in Morocco or Jamaica, and it was shipped in. And we, was, yeah, when I when I was getting it at the time, you know, if I go back thirty seven years ago, whatever it was, right. It was. It looked like an oxo cube. It was. Yeah, that's resin. Yeah, yeah it was. A, yeah, is, that, is that what that is? we used to call it? Hash. Yeah. So uh, basically, to get the resin right, what they do is they they go around the field. This is what they used to do. They don't do it anymore. No one smuggles that stuff in anymore. They go around and they they rub their hand up the plant, and the resin builds up on their hand, and then they scrape it off into a thing, and then they they keep collecting that and collecting that, and then. Um, what they were doing, they, then they make it into that oxo cube thing or nine bars or yeah. kilos or whatever. But what was happening then in in, in Ireland in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight? You had lads from North Dublin, and I won't mention any names, but you know who you are, scumbags. They were dipping it in diesel, and they were making a fire. They were turning it into a toxic crap, and no one was smoking it then because it was people were going mental on it. That that's it. and they used to call that black Moroccan. Or something like that, yeah, wasn't no, it? No, no. The black it? Moroccan is not, is okay. Where it's not that's not the diesel. This is just scumbags being scumbags. Oh, right, okay, it. okay. Mm. And um, so, no one smokes resin anymore. It's very hard to get in. It's kind of a seen as a kind of a oh, where did you get that kind of thing? But so it's so all, that stuff that I that I was buying and you were probably getting back in the day. Yeah. You, uh, for a, I used to pay five pound for a five spot or whatever it was. Yeah. That that stuff is now not available anymore. They don't sell that anymore now. It's hard to get. Yeah, you get a hundred right. gram bars or so. I'm not in that world anymore, so I don't yeah. know. Well, I'm, I'm glad to. I'm glad to hear you're not in that world, and I wouldn't recommend anybody get into that world anymore because I have my own issues with it now. Because I believe, for children, from a point of view, and if you look at the medical evidence out there, the amount of young people that have ended up in rehab, you know, uh, psychosis and paranoia and all sorts of things. From Mental smoking. Yeah, from smoking yeah. gear. And I mean, if you look at the, the studies in America. At the, the dropout rate from colleges, it's primarily people who are smoking dope. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. I mean, what can I say? But anyway, but do you, do you believe that over the age of eighteen you should be allowed to carry enough, you know, marijuana plant, so to speak, or not so much resin or anything else uh, for your own personal use? If you're a grown adult, you're free to do as you please. But if you're the, what is a grown an adult? You know, you're you're still developing into your mid twenties, so. No, we let, mean, people, we let people drink alcohol at 18. Well, in America, you can't get... 
you can't get into some bars until you're 25. I mean, mm-hmm. the way, I mean, I, I would, you know, maybe have it like you have to be 25 or something, you're fully developed or whatever. People are going to get it anyway. Um, it's, going, it's always going to be available on the street illegally. Um, so, And do you think making something legal makes it more attractive or do you think it makes it less attractive? Well, you bring the marketers in, don't you? I mean, you've got that, that thing that the... But the alcohol sellers, the, the not the not the publicans, the guys, the who the off license, no, the no. the beer bar, the the brewers. Oh, there's the home brew. They have the eight. No, no, the brewers, like people who like the Heineken, Arnold, oh, okay. you know, but they've this thing called the eighty twenty rule, right? Where they know that eighty percent of their product is going to be uh, used by twenty percent of alcohol users. So 80% of alcohol users are going to be, like, casual. They won't be alcoholic or they're not going to be drinking all the time, but 20% of that 100% are going to be using 80% of the product mm. kind of thing, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. No, so, no, if I get you you, get, yeah. so if you have that, then marketers, if it becomes legalized, you're going to have those type of people coming in to... Um, exploit, kind of, well, to exploit the vulnerable, yeah. And same with food. I mean, you'll have the, the people who are, you know selling the junk food and sh- those people will come in and they'll be like finding ways to market it to sell it to people to get as mo- much money as they can um, they're probably worse than drug dealers or street drug dealers you know mm-hmm. what I mean I mean don't get me so, wrong somebody, somebody just texted in and says uh, think of the money that we could make on taxes uh, well that's, I, money is not important if that was the case we should promote cigarettes you know what I yeah. mean <laughs> I mean because we make a lot exactly. of money in taxes and cigarettes so that's not really a reason to legalise something to make money out of it yeah Public health is what's important when it comes to this kind of thing. Well, I'm a parent, and I'll be honest with you. And I, I, I I'm, I love my kid. Like, you know, I'm very concerned, and I'd be very concerned about my kids' friends as well. So I'd be keeping an eye out for them, and I don't want. That's what I. That's who I'm thinking about. I don't want them exposed to. I know what the damage you can do, and there's people out there that say it doesn't do any damage and it relaxes them. Of course, it does. And as Ashley was saying there, if their friends, if you take the cannabis away, they go crazy. So it's not really relaxing them. They're addicted and they're in denial about it. Like, it's cause they can't function without it. They say it relaxes them and they can do things and this, that, and the other. But when you take it away from them, they go mental. So is it really relaxing them? Somebody says, can you, can you educate Michael? Somebody says, could you please educate Michael that the reason diesel was in hash was because they hid the hash in trucks, diesel no, tanks. No, no. And if it wasn't wrapped properly, no. the diesel would destroy the resin. Now, I know people who did it. I know people who dunked the stuff in, in, in diesel. Well, I'll well, I, I, I tell you, I know of people who were uh, putting, you know, the, uh, the white, you often see this uh, residue on, a, on car batteries, you know, the, the, the acid, the white acid. Uh, it's like a powder, and, it's a, it, yeah. and they used to scrape it off and mix it with cocaine um, yeah. to obviously pump up the amount of cocaine they had. So much so that they gave it to six people at a party in Clontarf back in 1981. And in 1981, all six of those people died at a party in Clontarf because they knew one of the individuals who died. That's the people you're dealing with. Yeah. And they, because what basically had happened was they ingested battery acid and it basically ate their insides out. So yeah. that's that's the kind of people you are dealing with. They will do anything to make it look good. They used to put strychnine in it as well, wasn't it? Strychnine rat poison into uh, yeah. heroin or cocaine as well. Brick, brick dust and everything into heroin and all. Yeah, yeah mad stuff, yeah. Well, stay there, stay there a second. Let me go to James. James, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, James? Good evening, Jonathan. How are you? Good, James. I mean, James, obviously, cannabis, marijuana, whatever you want to call it, 
is, I suppose, the baby of the drug family, you know, um, reasonably harmless. When I say reasonably harmless, it can cause psychosis, paranoia and other things like that in certain people. But, you know, as far as other drugs or class A's are concerned, it's reasonably harmless. Um, so people are saying we should legalise it. What do you think? No, Niall. I, I, I spoke to you about this before. I'd be completely against that, Niall. I was watching a documentary there a couple of years ago, which was called The Stone Kids of America. Right. And you know how bad drugs are in well, America. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, look, judging by what this report from Eurobarometer, we're not far behind them. Oh, yeah. I, I was actually surprised that Ireland has the highest rate of cannabis smoking in Europe. Uh, uh, we'll get there all right now. Yeah. Uh, and these kids in America now, and as you know, some of the states now, they've legalised it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were interviewing a lot of different people, particularly the policemen, narcotics uh, detectives who've been in there for years. He said, he said, I can never understand... Why are legislators did something so crazy, he said. We've been working on this now for years, and all it, all it did is make things worse. Because what they find now, Niall, is that the guys go in to buy it legally, the 18-year-olds or whatever they are, they come out then and they'll distribute it to the younger ones. Yeah. And the, 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 the younger kids will pay for whatever it costs the older lad. And they found that uh, the drug treatment centres and the voluntary ones and the Christian ones, they were finding the kids were coming in younger and younger with, with paranoia, 13 years old, 14 years old, with paranoia, panic attacks, anxiety, which they hadn't seen before now. Hmm. So uh, it, it was a disaster now, to be honest with you. Did you ever, James, you're an older man, I know, but I mean, and I don't know whether people were smoking hash 80 years ago or 70 years ago. Um, were they smoking, were people ah, smoking well, cannabis and hash might, 70 years ago? I around when I was, with, say, in my 20s now. Which would be about... Like, did anyone ever, when you were in your 20s, did anyone say, do you, want to, hey, do you want to talk on this joint? No, no, no I must have been going to very uh, <laughs> conservative parties. Just only drink, I'm afraid, which is bad enough. It wasn't available in the local church, is what you're trying no, to tell no, me. No, 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 <laughs> uh, But the thing was, uh, as you said yourself before, if we, had, if we knew now what drink was like, we would never have legalised it. We probably would never have legalised it. It causes horrendous problems in the home now that we don't see behind closed doors. I remember actually about two years ago there, there was a report from Chiline, and uh, they get about 350,000 calls a year, which was surprising to hear uh, for a start, that kids and nobody else to talk to, but a stranger at the end of the phone. Mm-hmm. And these were 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, and 12-year-olds. And the chief executive of Chiline said the one thing that was coming through all the time from the kids was the effect drink was having in the home now. Yep. That was, was disturbing the, the, the kids more than anything. Because because the kids were either the, the kids were being either abused themselves or they were watching the mother and father being abused yes, and watching the, the the kind of carry on you know yeah, yeah, the wants, argument and everything. Nobody yeah. wants to see their parents drunk now. No, uh, I saw it myself with my it's own. Just, yeah, I saw it too. It's disturbing. It is disturbing, and and I I personally believe that alcohol is the root of all evil. Oh yeah, I know Michael wouldn't agree with me. I I would never go back to. I would never start it again <laughs> if I uh, I drink myself now. And I, if I had my way back, I wouldn't touch with a barge ball now. Michael, Michael, just in relation to alcohol, I don't want to go off the topic here completely. But would you not agree that alcohol is the root of all evil? I think evil is the root of all evil. Well, I mean, alcohol certainly helps, doesn't it? Um. I mean, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not right. saying all. I, I by the way, I'm not drink. saying all drinkers are evil. Drink. I'm not saying all I drinkers drink. are evil. You know, I don't drink, so my proof is in the pudding there. So, mm. I mean, I don't support it. So, but I, I don't. I mean, I know people who who drink, and they're all right, and they're not. But I mean, I don't know. You'd have to, that's a deep one. You'd have to get really get into that now. You know, mm. you'd have to get in with. The, no, I just think we'd normalise it. We've we've normalised it. Uh, yeah, our society, I mean, our, our health system 
and, and too much uh, money involved. Bob, that's the problem now with alcohol. There, when, there is too much money. Wrong, yeah, when it goes wrong, um, like people are, who are living with alcoholic parents, or you know, it's bad. But I mean, but it's the damage it does to society as a whole. I'm going to come back to al- or to drugs in a second. But when you look at the figures, that more people die directly and indirectly from alcohol than smoking, and yet we focus very much on smoking, and rightly so. Uh, you know, discouraging people from smoking because it directly does a lot of damage to us. But I mean, saying that alcohol directly and indirectly kills more people. When you look at the amount of petty crime, for example, that alcohol is responsible for and drugs, um, you know, surely we should be looking at the warning signs there. I mean, here we have COVID-19 and we're doing everything to stop it. You know, that, you know, two and a half, three thousand people have died or whatever it is that have died up to now. Actually, it's a little bit more now at this stage. But yet alcohol is probably responsible for the deaths of a lot more people every year. We wouldn't dream of banning it. Well, it's, yeah, it's embedded in our... In our um Society, it's and because because so many people can drink it without any problems, we kind of mm-hmm. and we have so many industries and jobs and employment and everything wrapped around it. Um, as a society, we're willing to mm. kind of well. There's a but there's a whole de- debate around that again. But I'll come back to that. But but getting back to I suppose the the cannabis or the marijuana. So James, the idea is that they would decriminalise it. In other words, it'll be enough for personal use, and you can grow floor plants of your own. And um, the suggestion uh, previously was the introduction of a Dutch-style smoking cafe in Ireland, which would make cannabis legal under certain conditions. In other words, you know, you can't just wander around getting it off the local dealer on the street corner. You would get it from a reputable seller in a cafe. Yes. You see, the thing about it, not to go back to alcohol now, but when I was younger, when I was 50, 55 years ago, when I was going out socially... uh, there was no drink available for any young people, really, now. Hmm. There was no uh, off-licenses. There was no supermarkets to sell it. And if you went into a pub, even at 19, around here in Cork, Nile, the owner would say, go on away, this is, this is not for you. They'd say, it's for older men. So you'd found it hard, actually, to get it, Nile. Hmm. But now, over the years, it came more and more available to, in off-licenses, supermarkets, and now it's gone down where... A 13-year-old can get a bottle of vodka now. So the more you make it available, the worse now. So it'll be the same with the cannabis. The more you make it available, the more people will use it now. Okay, but well stay there a second. Let me just go to Rita as well. Rita, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Rita? How are you? How are you doing, Niles? Good, Rita. Should it be available? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. Do you smoke yourself? No, I do not. I do not. The um, reason being, I think it should be, because I lost three brothers and two sisters two dro- down to drugs. 20 years ago, there was whatever was put into one of them, my brother's heart burst. Okay. Because there was rat poison. There was everything put into it. So I think if that had been legalised years ago, probably, he'd probably be still alive today. And um, why do you think? Because once it's legalised, it's regulated. I think so. I, I, have you got a radio on in the background there, Rita? Could you move away from it? Maybe if you have, I think. Absolutely. Okay, just yeah. there's something on the background, sorry. Yeah, so okay. so you think once it's legalised, because, and I'm sorry to hear about your family, by the way, yeah. but, but once it's legalised, you think at least then you might have a fair idea, but I think you're always going to have the black market. You know what yeah, I mean? You're I always going to have, yeah. you know... It'd get rid of half the drug dealers around, that's around mm. as well. So, so purely for the reduction in crime and to break up these gangs, you would like to see it from that point. I mean, mind you, they'll still be selling the Class A drugs. They'll be still oh, selling the yeah. cocaine and the heroin. We never get rid of them. We yeah, I mean, you wouldn't like, would you, I mean, would you go as far as legalising Class A drugs as well? Cannabis, heroin, or heroin, cocaine? I don't know. 
I don't really know, Nick, to be honest. I know you're coming from a place that you've had a bad experience with your family, yeah. and, I, and I get that, and yeah. I understand that, and you do anything to change that now, and I understand that, but I, unfortunately, nothing is going to bring back your family now, and I appreciate that. But but in yeah. saying that, I don't want to see anybody else ending up in that situation. And unfortunately, th- there is no happy ending to drugs. No, there's not. There's not. No, that's what I'm saying. I was 17 year old grandson. Now, he's living with me, and he's anti drugs. He hates them. He hates them. And this is what I'm saying, like, if he ever was to go, God forbid, on anything like that, I'd like him to, I'd, I'd, I'd be at ease knowing that he was either getting it from, through somewhere else rather than buying it off a corner. Yeah. Do you know where I'm? Do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah. No. No. I know. I, I get you. And James, yeah. that that is yeah. a good point, James. When you legalise something and regulate it, you know, like for example, at the moment we have cigarettes, and you can get the foreign cigarettes, but at least you can buy the real ones, which the majority of people do. You wouldn't know what's in the foreign ones. Um, but when you legalise something, you don't have the dubious versions. Like if you, for example, in America, I suppose when they, you know, they banned alcohol uh, during the prohibition period, people were making moonshine. And of course, moonshine was ten times as dangerous as alcohol, as regular alcohol, which would be limited and regulated. So that, there, is, there is a point to that, James, isn't there? But the thing is, Niall, if you if you regulate it and you get it into the hands of the young people, they will mix with other things. Now they'll drink alcohol with it. They'll take a few tablets with it. Now they'll take a couple of X's to, to raise up the buzz. Now mm. and also only there last year, now on our own local paper, uh, paper the Echo. Now. There was this lady from West Cork, one name which town, well-known town about 20 miles from West Cork. She came on the evening echo because she wanted to talk, talk to young people about drugs because not alone did she lose her elder son, but she lost three of her sons, all her sons, actually. The eldest, the second eldest, and the youngest. All to heroin, and they all started on cannabis now. Every three, all the three mm. of them now. Sorry, Rita, what are you trying to say? That's what I'm trying to say. If it was legalised, at least we'd not have a fair chance that we know that there's no danger being put into the drug as such. Yeah, but the, but the point James is making is that they, they might buy some of that, but they'll also buy some of the illegal stuff too if it's cheaper. And they'll also then go and get cocaine or heroin as well, which will be illegal. So they're still going to be in touch with the criminals. Yeah. I mean, the criminals will always find something to sell. I know they will. I yeah. know. I know. Bottom line, bottom line, Niall, is young people don't need drugs. They don't need them now. Yeah. They're not good for them now. They're yeah. not good for their young uh, brains, which have not developed now. You're, you're interfering with the brain. You're interfering with the development of the brain. You're doing long-term damage now. Because I, I know it myself. I have my own extended family, a lad who's in his now 40s now, and he was dabbling around, not with major stuff in his 20s. Today, he's still in trouble now. Mm. Nerves are bad, anxiety, panic attacks, and he knows where it came from now. When he was... Uh, that's several years in this late teens and early 20s yeah no, I know I know I remember for myself when I used to smoke it between the age of 18 and 21 and I don't know My, Michael you said you did too you know when you were younger too Michael did yeah. you have any side effects when you were younger did you get paranoia Ashley mentioned paranoia I got paranoia as well uh, I'm not going to say I got psychosis maybe I did but I it certainly had an absolute effect where I couldn't focus properly that's why I stopped doing it did you yeah, have, I, did. yeah I got paranoia yeah mm. yeah and I mean, that, that obviously, you know, if that continues and you keep taking it, it is obviously going to cause a psychosis. Same drink and whatever you get, paranoid through drink and... That's yeah, I know, yeah, but that's not a good yeah. thing, Rita. You know what I mean? I mean, by the way, Rita, in relation to your siblings, you, you said, what what happened to them? Two drugs, whatever yeah. was in the drugs. Going back, my brother was only 20. And what was he taking? Heroin, was it? Uh, yeah, heroin. Okay. Everything, yeah. And he was sold something that was dubious and he, he, he injected it into himself. I remember going back years ago, wherever, wherever was in the drugs, going back a couple of years ago, 20-odd years ago, there was rat poison, there was everything in it. Yes, strictly. And he took that and the following night he was found dead. 
Right. By his sister. And then she, you know, she said from the same crap. And and was he was he a regular user for many years? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. And how do they both end up in that situation? Well, I, I know you don't maybe know the answer to that, but uh, uh, just mix them with the wrong people. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Your mother and father um, must have been at their wits' end, were they? Uh, they, they, they were. Mm. They were, but they just they couldn't stop them. They couldn't, just, they couldn't stop them. Yeah. You know, so... No, they would... I mean, drug users will lie. They will do anything to get their hands on drugs. They'd rub their grannies. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They would, they would. And how many brothers and sisters did you have? Um, there was nine of us all together. So Very typical Irish family, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Burgess. Uh, Mr. Burgess, yeah. Yeah, but there's, there's me and my sister and I have two brothers alive now and my father. Right, okay. Yeah. And were they the only two that were affected by drugs in your family? The only two? No, there was my three brothers. Three brothers, and, sorry. Yeah, three brothers and two sisters that died from it. Oh, my. Especially the whole family wiped out by drugs. Yeah. And why? I, I, I'm not being rude or disrespectful to you, no, but, no. but why? Why do you think there were so many in one family? I haven't a clue. I don't. I be honest with you. I, well, I the area know. you were living in was it bad for drugs? The area that you were living in at the so time. We were living in um, Singles at first, and then we moved out. We're in Kulak. Uh, right. Okay. In Kulak. Yeah. Yeah. So the area you were in Kulak, yeah, and there was, so there was a, a brother now. I have two brothers now. Thank God. Thank God that that they're on the road to recovery. I right, okay. No, 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 I'd rather you didn't, yeah. Thank God for that, now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. My gosh, the whole family. Yeah. Michael, a whole family ravaged by drugs. Ravaged, yeah. destroyed by drugs. Common, common in Dublin, isn't it? Oh, it is, and, and I hope people are listening yeah. who are thinking about it, who are thinking about legalisation or decriminalisation. I mean, that's what you're dealing with. You, there is situations where there are whole families wiped out by drugs. Yeah. You know? You're dealing with, you're dealing with, best, you're dealing with best of interest and money. Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And whatever, whatever they want repeating customers, and they, they need to, to... And this is why cannabis is, is, is not such a good thing, because they've made it, especially in America now, it's a science. You're, you're buying a... You're basically buying a something that's made by chemists, and it's been made by chemists for, for, for a long time. And they've removed... You're not getting... You're getting 100 times stronger than what it was in the past. That's what they're dealing with. Oh, it's, and, intend, and like, it's intended to hook you in. Of course it is. Exactly. And people need to, like, people need to really look at cannabis and, and look at, you know, look at the... the, the what about yeah, somebody who says they... Well, what about somebody people who... People with cancer, and not just for cancer patients, that people that are very sick, yeah. you know, just for pain and things like that. that yeah, that's okay. Well, but I mean... That's a controlled yeah, That's a control environment. Yeah, that's yeah. medicinal cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and so, I couldn't agree with you more. That's a really good use for cannabis. But yeah. what, okay, but what about, say, for example, people who grow their own, Michael? Because at least if they're growing their own, they know it's pure, they know it's the proper stuff. Uh, and according to, you know, what they suggested there before Christmas, this health approach, that you would be able to grow maybe four plants of your own by law. Would that, would that be okay? What I'm you're, you're buying the seeds you're getting. Oh, it's not. the seeds themselves. The seeds, uh, everything that's available is is super strong. It's not. Even if you're growing it yourself, it's still very, very strong stuff. And how does this, how can the seed make a difference to what's actually grown? Because the, the, the chemists have cultivated it Pardon my ignorance. this way. Do you know what I mean? They, they've, they've bred these plants to be this way, and they've removed all the old stuff away. And, and you, all that's available now in America, anything you buy online, no matter where it comes from, what country or whatever, 
it's you could whatever it's all been um cultivated to be super strong so you're not you're, you're not getting unless you go unless you yeah, okay, well, let me let me ask you a question. Do you do you think somebody can be a cannabis smoker, you know, two or three joints a day, whatever, and be a functioning member of society? What's your definition of functioning? Would I want someone in government or someone? In yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Someone, would you, you know, would, would you be happy to hear that your minister for health or minister for justice or minister for finance was a regular user of cannabis? Would, would that be okay with you? I don't have much faith in those people anyway. Well, that's the, the best of times. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Some of the decisions they made, I think they're actually doing it. They, are, they must be smoking it. Um, <laughs> but, but in saying that, I mean, James, if you, if you thought that, you know, our, any one of our ministers or our Taoiseach or anybody was a regular user, I'm not suggesting they are, but if you thought any of those people in power were regular users of, of just cannabis, and nothing more than that, although I'm sure there's a lot more than that going on in, in, in the doll, but if you thought they were regular users, would you, would you be okay with that provided, you know, they were... No, 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 that would be a, that'd be a terrible example to show to young people now if they were found out, no, 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 you, 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 no, I wouldn't. But, but yet you'd be all right with them having a few beers. Well, yes, I suppose uh, you, you might say that's a bit of a hypocrisy, but the thing is, at least with beers, you, you know what you're getting, they're out in the open there, you know what I mean, the, uh, but no, I, w- I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be happy with it now, mm. because it's only encouraging, uh, encouraging uh, younger people to go at it if you're, if, you're, if you're going to show bad example from the top now. Yeah, well, some of the decisions that's being made at the moment, I think they're all on LSD, to be honest with you. Well, uh, stay there for a second. Let me just go as well, if I can, to uh, Dermot. Um, Dermot, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dermot? Good evening. Good evening, Dermot. Dermot, I mean, the idea of the legalisation, although the Green Party have said it's probably not going to happen in 2021, it could. Yeah. Uh, do you believe that cannabis should be decriminalised stroke legalised? Personal use. Now, the, the, my opening gambit is, is blown out of the water because you I, I really come on before me and I, I don't want to be um, disparaging towards a whole lot of problems that you had. Um, my gosh, with, yes, with, yeah. Whole family now, wiped but out. With, now, but, but, but to be fair, with class A drugs, with serious drugs, I'm talking about 1976 to 1980 when I was around 13, 14, 15, 16. All me and all of my buddies smoked cannabis. Mm-hmm. All of us. Yeah, well, many and people did, it. yeah. And lots did, and lots, I, I didn't um, partake after about, from around about 1980, 81, so when I was about 18, 19, I sort of, I just, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't float my boat, but I have lots of buddies, and every one of them, all their lives, and they're now all heading for 60, like myself, perfectly, held down perfectly good jobs, raised perfectly good families, and smoked joints on a regular basis, and to be perfectly honest with you, it, it's, as I say, before really come on, I was going to come on and say it was like listening to the Legion of Mary, the way you, you lot were talking. Now, I have respect for James in Cork, and I wouldn't be disparaging that man because he's a gentleman. But he's, I don't get um, I don't get it. I, I can only go from my experience. And not one person that I grew up with ended up dysfunctional. And yet, quite a few enjoy smoking cannabis to this day. And what no about problem. what about the what about the evidence that are there from you know addiction centers etc cetera, etc? Cetera? I don't care. I don't buy it. I'm only going. What do you mean you don't buy it? It's a fact. No, but it is, but, yeah, but it is. But, but okay, but you, and, and that's your experience, and that's anecdotal, and that's fine, right? I'm not I'm not denying your experience. I'm just saying to you that 
the facts are quite clear that there's a rise in the amount of people presenting themselves for addiction uh, to these centres, particularly young people with, with cannabis and marijuana. There's also a rise, if you look in the United States at statistics in relation to the amount of children that drop out of universities. Uh, it, there's a direct, direct correlation um, with um, the smoking of cannabis. So, so it's clearly having a huge effect on okay, society. Okay, so, oh, yeah, fair enough. So what's the difference of my generation of the 70s and the generation today? What is the problem? There was no problem in the 70s. There was no government saying you can do this. You had no parents pointing fingers and, and are you smoking cannabis or whatever. We were left alone. We did we did what we did in them days because we had no social media. Mm. We'd fuck all in the 70s, to be honest. There's no TV. Well, no Michael's thing. theory is that it's a different version of cannabis that's around now. I, no, I don't well, okay. know. I'm not a chemist, well, then, so... Well, okay. Well, then... Well, then it's very hard to, to speak on that on that subject because I don't know. Mm, like, neither do I. Say, when I was when I was at that age, seventy five to eighty, it was before the scourge of the bastards that brought the, the the hard drugs into the country, the duns, and then on from there. So, like, it was a simpler time, and it, it, so it's not like I won't be flippant and say that um, it's 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 in twenty twenty one is the same as it was in nineteen seventy six. It's not. We had, we we had mind blowing drugs. Like well, okay. Well, no. Let me let me put that to James. James, if we were all smoking it, it couldn't be that much different. You're saying it is different. Fair enough, right? But uh, if we were all smoking it back in the seventies and eighties, which we're all claiming we were, uh, except for, with the exception of James, you know, I turned out okay. You turned out. I hope so. You turned out okay. You know, damn, it's okay. So I mean, what? Where is? Where was the problem then? Well, first thing I want to say, I hope Dermot is feeling better now. Oh yeah, he is. He is. Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much, James. For, 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 uh, he was ominous uh, last night telling us all about it. Yes, I heard, I heard him last night. But, uh, he's so much more like his old self now. So yeah, yeah. Well, once he starts using bad language, I know he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, see now, that, you know, I could make a case for smoking and say I had an aunt, which I had now, who lived in America. And uh, she lived till 95, and she was a chain smoker all her life now. Yeah, as was my grandfather. He yes. smoked players is, non-tipped. Is, is, that, is that a case I should make for smoking now? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's an anecdotal story, yeah. Yes, yes. But, I mean, uh, the thing is... No, uh, but, I mean, no, but I do agree with Dermot to a point that all of the people I knew, and maybe it was just a circle of friends I had at the time when I was sort of 17, 16, 17, yeah. were all, they, all they were all smoking weeds. We used to get it in Rohini. So, yes, and you, we were you, all smoking it. And now one or two did turn out to be you stoners. You didn't live with them now. No, I didn't live you, with you're them. You're not behind doors with them now. And I'm telling you about my... But I know uh, some of them his, turned out all right, like... A young member of my family now, who's, who dabbled when he was in his 20s, now in his 40s, and it's coming back to him like uh, nobody's business now. His nerves are shot, his anxiety... Are you sure that's all he was doing, but... Well, well, he was are you sure he wasn't doing LSD and a few other things as well? And he, Magic I, mushrooms. I know many people now who have dabbled <laughs> over the years in them, and uh, it's come back to haunt him later on now. Yeah. But, you see, the thing is, the thing is... Uh, also, I, I, I saw Paul Byrne on there with Virgin Media one night, Paul, and he had a girl here in Cork who's 29 years old. Now, she was a serious heroin addict, and he was with her. She looked about 60 now, uh, very, very unwell, but she was trying to recover. And he said, what would you say, he said, Mary, to those young people out there watching you now, after you've gone through, which she started on ecstasy, drink at 13 and 14, cannabis, and then on to the major thing. Now she's about 29 years old, all her teeth missing now, looked about 60. She said, for Christ's sake, she said, don't touch drugs. Don't go near them. That's well, what I say to any 14 James, or 15-year-old. James, can I say this to you? It's, I, it's got nothing, in my um, sort of thinking, it's got nothing, anything that's legal or illegal in this country makes no difference to people. Because whether it's illegal or legal, people will get it one way or the other. 
Now, you'd like if they if in 1980-81, I can tell you for sure, if they legalised cannabis and you could go into a shop and buy it, I wouldn't have gone down that road because I had my fill of it by the time I'd reached that age. It wasn't for me, whereas a lot of my, my peers, it was for them. They weren't major drinkers. They weren't going out drinking, drinking seven nights a week. But they enjoyed. I actually found that people either drank or smoked a joint. And they didn't. They very rarely mixed them. So like I did, the lads that smoked mm-hmm. joints were happy to smoke joints. The lads that enjoyed a pint. Yeah, I, a pint. I, I, yeah I agree with you. That, that's the way it was in my circle of friends as well. So, so the whole idea, the mm. whole idea of legalizing it. Apart from the odd is, bottle of wine is, in, is, in St. Anne's Park. Absolutely, Niall. And <laughs> as far as I can see, legalizing it is, is, is not going to change the habits of people because whether it's illegal or not and people want it, they'll get it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a fair point, Michael, isn't it? That if we... If we continue to deny that it's, it exists in society, you know, people are just going to get it illegally anyway. Yeah. Well, as I said earlier on, and I don't know if Dermot was listening to the whole programme, but... I think he was. He certainly was. I was listening from the start, yeah. Okay, well, as I said earlier on, when, when you enter into that world of legalisation, you're bringing in marketers and you're bringing in um, business people who are, who are running massive crops and they're paying people to advertise this stuff and you're bringing in... All sorts of stuff. So you are changing the nature of the game. You, it's not a case of okay, today it's legal, but everything stays the same. It's not. It's okay now. It's legal. Today it's legal, or yesterday it wasn't legal. Today it's legal, and now we've got vested interests coming in and throwing their two cents in. So it. I mean, it it's a really very. It's a, I understand that, but you just look. If you look at your history, as, you, as I'm sure you're an intelligent man, you 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 look at the history of this country in the last 35 or 40 years, from about 1980 onwards, when the scourge, when the bastards start bringing the, the, the hard drugs in and the whole lot, and everything was illegal, and look at the, at the uh, devastation it caused in the country. And I'm of the opinion, as human beings, you're either, why is it that I come from a family, now this is the question I can never answer, why is I come from a family of seven, and the only one of the seven of us that smokes is me? All my brothers and my sister never smoke. And look at me and cannot fucking understand why I stick a cigarette in my mouth. So why am I addicted to cigarettes and, my, and none of my, my uh, siblings ever smoked? No. And what, what's, your, what, what's your theory on that, Jeremy, by the way? Why do you think you I smoke? I don't know. It's addictive. It's called an addictive personality. It, like, if you have cannabis on every street corner and there are... Yeah, but see, I don't think I have... I mean, I smoke cigarettes. I'm afflicted yep. with smoking cigarettes. But I don't believe I have an addictive personality because... I don't get addicted to things. Like, I don't drink, for example. I'm, I, you know, I'll watch telly. I don't get addicted to it. I'll play my PlayStation games, but I can put it down again. So uh, what I'm saying is I, I don't get addicted to things. Uh, uh, no, you're not. You're right. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm sugar. I'm kind of addicted to sugar. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. One thing you did say before, just before I came on uh, was, um, and this really got my goat up, uh, that alcohol is the root of all evil. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I believe I, it is. I'm 50, I'm, I'm, I'll be 59 next week, and I've been drinking since I was... I'm not, I'm, I'm not judging people who drink, by the way. I mean, I know a lot of people who drink, and they're perfectly rounded human beings. But I'm just saying, generally speaking, I believe alcohol is the root of, the, of most... Of and, yeah, you're going on about... Well, well yeah. hang on, let James just come in there, James. Oh, go ahead. I, I just saying, how, how, I said to you before, how do we get around to managing to get the young people away from the smoking now? Now, I, I, I don't see the young people smoking like I used to at all now. I used to pass the school up here several years ago, and all the young people coming out after school would be smoking, uh, the girls, the boys. I don't see any of them doing it now. That's great. 
uh, and what we did is we educated them away from it now. And well, for I, a lot of them, we just replaced it with e-cigarettes, mind you. But however, yeah. Yes, but we we managed to do that, and I firmly believe that we're not doing enough in the schools. There's not enough people going into school. People like your Peter there, Dublin Peter, to oh, go yeah. in there and yeah. talk to the young kids as, as as eleven and twelve years old. They don't. They're not allowed in there. The schools don't let them come in now. Oh, that and girl Jerry, you spoke about that was on television. You know, who's now twenty nine and our teeth yeah. are missing and all that. that. That's the ideal person to send in and show them the damage the drugs and does to a human I, being. I, I, can, I, can I say to James and and you know James. I am not for one second on this station tonight to um, put the, the white flag or the flag up for cigarettes. Nobody, but nobody should start smoking. And let there be no mistake about it. I'm not proud to say I smoke, but the simple fact is I took them up 30 or 5 or 40 years ago and I'm still smoking. I'm like Niall, I enjoy a cigarette. Somebody who doesn't smoke cannot understand what is the enjoyment of a cigarette. You have to be a smoker to understand that. Niall will understand it mm-hmm. and people like him. But if you talk it's a crutch, it's a crutch. That's all it is. And you're delighted your children don't, t- don't smoke now. Absolutely. You're absolutely delighted. None of your I'd be, hor- I'd I'd be horrified. Right. Horrified if my children smoked. And I say you'd be horrified if you heard they were taking drugs now. I would be more horrified if they were taking drugs. Yes, yes, but I, don't, I do not believe, I do not honestly believe by, by um, keeping things illegal in this country, whatever, whatever it is that's illegal, that it's going to solve the problem. It, drugs have been illegal in this country from day one, and it's been one of the greatest Jesus Christ scourges on earth with, with the gang with the gang warfare and the kinism, the hutches, and all this carry on. And ah, but you know, no, no, hey, 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 hey. You can't mention the Kinnahans on the air anymore. She, he made a statement yesterday. He's not involved in crime. <laughs> you, you know, you, now, Jeremy, you should know that. He's not involved in crime at all. He's a businessman. No. He runs boxing matches. That's all I'm he does. Trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to curb my language. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, well, look, but that, he, he actually went out to talk sport, which was the funniest thing ever. I heard a statement read out in an English accent. Hello, my name is Daniel Kinnahan, and I just wanted to defend myself about these allegations that are going around against me. I'm not, I'm not involved in crime. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure you're not. And incredibly, <laughs> incredibly, incredibly, if you turn back the pages of history, I don't know if James would agree with this, that maybe if the government had seen this in a different way, maybe make it legal, okay, that the likes of Kinahan and Hutch and all these scumbags would never have made be living out in the AU or the UAE in Dubai with their fucking Ferraris and their big their houses and the profit of, of drugs. You so can't legalize illegality cocaine, doesn't work. You can't legalize heroin and cocaine. So you say it again. again, say it again, Michael. Heroin and cocaine though. You can't. No, you no. can't. No, no, no. I, I would completely agree with you. So what's, your argument, so what's your argument then to the likes of these people that are living in Spain and Dubai with their millions on, the back, of illegal, on the back of illegal drugs? Because the but government there, couldn't... Sorry, sorry, Dermot, with all due respect, you're, you're, you're yeah. only looking at one aspect of it. You're looking at their profit and their lifestyle, and you're not thinking about... Okay, so I'll give you an example of what happens if you legalise heroin or cocaine, all right? So it becomes legal, you can go and buy it, right? You can buy cocaine, mm-hmm. you can buy heroin, right? So you go and buy 10 euros worth of cocaine, right? You take it out, and if you're a scumbag, you can go up and you can give a bunch of six-year-olds on the street a little bit of cocaine, and you can create your own little army of addicts with the... You that's can charge a, them for it. Well, I don't understand what you're saying, but that's, you're reading the books of history. That's exactly what happened. This is exactly what happened. No, you're they making it easier. Drugs. No, you're making, no, the point is, the point is, is yeah. he's make, you're making it easier to do that. 
might as well be banging your head off a wall, Dermot. Yeah, well, what do you mean you're making it easier? Uh, Dermot, I don't know how to speak to someone like you who doesn't get things. Like You should, you don't get certain simple things. I've listened to you all the time. You just don't get simple things. Like I don't know how to explain well, it to well, you. Okay, okay. Explain to me. We're not going to do what I try to. You, explain, you're not, capable, to you're not capable of understanding. Uh, don't be, no, don't be patronising either. Mike. No, 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 well, I, no, I feel like I have to. I feel like I have to. Say, say it again. Explain it to him again, Michael, what you just said. Explain it again. So you make heroin and cocaine legal, okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyone, there's, there's loads of psychopaths and scumbags in the country, okay? Yeah. They can go in, they can buy 5, 10, 20, 100 euros worth of cocaine, right? Legally, because it's legal. They can go out and just give that to little kids, 5 and 6 year olds, because they don't care, they're psychopaths, they're scumbags. And they, get them, and they get them hooked. Yep. And that's a good right. and that's a good argument. And are you telling me in in the past forty years that you haven't got guys outside school handing? Oh, they're doing. Of course, they're doing it. But the point the point is, when you legalise or decriminalise those Class A drugs, you make that process easier. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I don't know how you don't it's understand. A no, that it's a no-win argument because whether my well, well, it is because all you're doing. In, well, no, hang on, Jeremy. What you're doing is you're buying into throwing the towel into the ring argument, right? And see this argument that prohibition doesn't work. Oh no, prohibition has never worked. Look what happened in the United States with alcohol, right? Prohibition does work. We're just not doing it properly. For example, it's illegal to drive over 120 kilometers an hour in a motorway. Now that's a prohibition. Essentially, it's a law. A prohibition is essentially a law banning you from restricting you from doing a certain thing. So people still go over 120 kilometers an hour, but they get a fine. So less people do it. If we didn't have a fine, everybody would be doing it. So prohibition does work. It just doesn't eliminate it, but it certainly does work. The argument that prohibition doesn't work by the by the drug people or the legalised drug people is an absolute nonsense. Prohibition works for murder. Prohibition works for assault. It works for rape, sexual assault. All those other things. It may not stop it, but it's certainly a deterrent. There's one man, there's one man, there's one man I, I wish was on arguing this point, and that's Malachi Stainson, because Malachi is, is very good on this, on this sort of conversation. As far as I'm concerned, the... the, um, the well, Malachi, I know, would be completely against the legalisation of any drugs. Yeah. Because, yeah. The war on drugs is lost. The war no, it, uh, well, well, Malachi would say the war on drugs is lost to some degree, but basically because we're not doing it properly. But stay there for a second. I want to go. I've, would you believe the amount of Jameses I have on tonight? I've, I've another James and another James after that way to go on to. Uh, James, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, James? Hi, James. Can you hear me? Eh? All right, no. All right, no. <laughs> how's the baby? How's the baby, James? How are you now? Oh, good. Good. All right, James. Jesus, everybody does it now. James, you're never going to leave this down, you know that. I'm sure you're famous for it now at this stage. All right, James. Yeah, possibly. It seems that way. If I ever, uh, no, if we ever, if we ever meet up for for uh, one of these uh, listener parties, parties, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tear call a four FM. They're spending a the fortune on rebranding here. Go on. Yeah, and you bring me to the bar, and James there. The first thing you're going to say is, "Hey, James." Hey, James. <laughs> I've actually never gone to one of those. I should. Have. Yeah, you should go to the next one. Go to the next one. Whenever, whenever we, whenever we decide to allow people to be together again. Okay, sorry, James. Getting back to, so you think we should legalize it? Uh, I definitely think there's pros to the legalisation of cannabis. Absolutely, probably the, pro, the pros outweigh the cons. Okay, give me a, give me a few pros. I think definitely would pull the rug from underneath the drug cartels' feet, 100 percent, because it's our main source of income. 
Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but then they just they'll sell more cocaine and heroin instead. Not really, because there's a limited base for heroin addicts, and cocaine is usually a weekend drug. Very few people who take cocaine take on a daily basis, apart from addicts. That's with it. The vast, with the vast majority make a note, of make a note users. of this night, uh, February the night. Me and James actually are on the same side. All right, well, okay, well, well, okay, well, we'll, we'll come to his, his arguments in a few minutes. I'm sure Michael will yeah. take them apart one by one. But well, anyway, as far as uh, more daily users of cannabis than there is of class A. Mm-hmm. Almost twenty percent of the population, so that's almost one out of every five people. The vast bulk of people smoke cannabis are harmless. Seven, seventeen percent, actually, according to your barometer yeah. today. Yeah, seventeen percent. Yeah, the highest in the EU. The vast bulk of people who smoke cannabis cause no harm socially, societally. The main harm that comes from it is buying the drugs and giving it to the scum. I did you see know, a text earlier on to say you don't hear about cannabis users breaking up bars and having fights out in the middle of the street, so which would you prefer, no, weed, weed or alcohol? But that's a bit of a Hobson's choice. I'd prefer neither, but go on anyway, well, James. Not really. Even the argument that cannabis is the gateway drug is mute, because when I... Well, it's not mute. Like there has been a lot of studies that said it's not yeah, mute, that that is an argument. Socially, personally, from my perspective, the gateway drug for me was alcohol. That's mm-hmm. the first drug I wanted to try. That was the first drug I actually tried, regardless of the legal regulation around alcohol, just as a substance. Most of my friends... James, sorry, James, James, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Niall, I, I'm sure you heard Niall coming out with his ranting and raving mm-hmm. that uh, alcohol is the root of all evil. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Alcohol destroyed my childhood. I grew up an alcoholic, a very violent alcoholic. Absolutely just destroyed my whole family. And many, many people I know. But the thing about it is, the thing about it is, the thing about it is, you did not become an alcoholic. No, yeah, but I mean, Dermot, I, I was the same as James. My father was a wonderful man. I loved him to bits. He, he passed away there about five years ago, but he had a huge alcohol problem, and he was a mm-hmm. horrible, horrible, horrible man when he was drunk. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's that's unfortunate. But then I grew up in the in the sixties and seventies as a child with with two parents who, on a regular, every single weekend, I think I told you this before. They used to come back after going out at Welljard and they used to bring half fucking... Oh, I, could, I, I, I can still remember at 10... I can remember being like eight or nine years of age at the back of my dad's Austin 1100 and we'd be coming home from whatever it was that he was drinking, myself and my sister and my brother in the car and my dad would be so drunk. He would drink... He would put away... My father would easily, at a good wedding, would put away 17 to 20 pints of Guinness. And he would drive the car home and his trousers would be stained from peeing himself in the car. That's how much he drank and couldn't contain himself. Yeah, but then even look at the emergency services. So you, the hospitals and the guards, okay, they can handle Monday to, to Wednesday perfectly fine. Thursday to Sunday, the mm-hmm. service is going to chaos. Yeah. Purely because of alcohol. The hospitals and the guards. Yeah. So alcohol but is... The big, to be honest with you, Dan, if, the argument I'm listening to here is the one drug that is legal it seems to be the greatest destruction of scourge humanity. on humanity. Oh, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, disagree with legal, that. Legal but but I do, but the only thing I do disagree with James is I wouldn't like to replace it with another one, which I because that, that's a Hobson's choice. And although it doesn't cause the same social problems, I do believe it's still a bad thing for society. Yeah, in which regard, like because I think the cat is out of the bag. In this regard, like the main drug smuggler in this country is on post. Well, what what about what about the side effects of this drug? And and there have been a lot of people present themselves with side effects of paranoia, psychosis, and many other. Yeah, but, yeah there's people who are, are mental health issues. To, yeah, the paranoid schizophrenia, for example, that'd be the number one. I think. I don't think we right? use the word schizophrenic anymore. By the way, they're no, gone. Well, that's gone it, now. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, yeah. That's what I would describe as paranoid. Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying, I, I think, I don't hear the word used in medical circles anymore. I think it's actually gone. They've replaced it with some other nice word now. 
Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. whatever. Well, the, simple, the, simple, the, simple fact, yeah. the simple fact is, the simple fact is this. It is, it, cannabis has always been there, long before it was the sort of original soft drug, long before they, they, they invented heroin and cocaine and all this carry on. And it has never, the only destruction of society has been by class A drugs. Cannabis is not responsible, in my, in my opinion, is not responsible for the downfall of society. People are well able to roll a joint, have a joint, get stoned, get high, and that's as far as it goes. And that's in my opinion, but, and that's in my experience. But the chemical that people usually hate in cannabis is THC. That's the one that be kind of psychotropic. Would you say it kind of has effect on your right, your neurology? It's like a sedative where they have CBD mm-hmm. and the cannabinoid that people use for yep. pain release. Well, the, well, the drug, well, James, the drug, the drug of, of choice or, or the cannabis of choice in my day, as I said, before your time, would have been, as I say, 75 to 80. So that's you're going back to the last five years of the 70s. And all it was was a thing called, not everybody remember this, did you ever hear of Moroccan black? I did. I mentioned it earlier on. Yeah. Yes, it's like it's like an oxo cube, and um, what it, you buy it like an, in, in the yeah. of an oxo cube, and it, it, it has the same. Yeah. Exactly, but yeah. there, was no, there was nothing in it. Oh, there was. I mean, I, I remember the time being sold by this lad. And he went, Niall, and I was 17 and thick. And he said, this is very special Moroccan black. Look, there's a white line through it. And it was called, no, I, I swear to God, this was called, Michael may remember this. I don't know if he's still there or not. Uh, yeah. it, it was called opiumated Moroccan black. Oh, so it had opium in it as well. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what they were selling. That This is back in the 1970s. Yeah, oh, that was the trick to get it on heroin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was to get hooked on opiates. But you see, the cannabis they used probably would have been smoking in the 70s was probably about a 10% maximum THC level. The cannabis now that is synthetically grown because it's genetically modified would be pushing 29, 30%. Oh, this is what Michael was talking about earlier. Yeah. Niall, Niall, I'll ask you the obvious question that I put earlier yeah. on. Um, is this. If they had legalized... Can you think, if they had legalized it, you in 1981 or two, how old were you? You were... Anyway, yeah, I, was, I would have been smoking it between 79 and 81, maybe, yeah. And it suddenly, it suddenly when, you, when you went up to the flea market in... in uh, you remember the, the market up to Stephen's Green there, mm. the fabulous market they used to have. Yeah. If, they, if, that, if it was legalized then and they were selling it, do you think you'd be still... Would you be smoking it no. today? No, I would I no. would have gave it up anyway. Well, that's my point. That's the very point I'm making. It is, it's, it's called addiction. It's called, it's the very same as my six brothers and my sister who never smoked, and I'm the only one who did. Well, do me a favor, stay there for a second, Jamie. During the break there, by the way, I had a quick look there because I was just interested when somebody mentioned schizophrenia and a word that's not really used anymore. Uh, many years ago, anybody who had kind of any personality disorders were usually called schizos or schizophrenics. But nowadays, uh, bipolar disorder is an illness that involves mood swings with at least one episode of mania and may also involve repeated episodes of depression, whereas schizophrenia is a chronic or severe debilitating mental illness characterised by psychotic symptoms, meaning that one is out of touch with reality. So I suppose it's a very much more severe version of having sort of split personalities and mood swings. Uh, but it's a term that doesn't really, you don't really hear it getting used anymore. Apart from James, they're using it a few minutes ago. Anyway, uh, I, 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 let's go to another James. I? Oh, sorry, James 1, just stay there for a second. Let's go to another James. James 2. You're on Classic Gates. How are you doing, James? Hello. Hello, James. Well, I, I'm going to call, do you mind if I call you Jimmy? Yeah, you can, yeah, Jimmy, yeah. Oh, because I have I have three Jameses. <laughs> it would just get really complicated. So, so Jimmy, you believe we should legalise it? Of course it should be legalised, yes, yes. And why, why, yes. Do you, why do you think we should legalise it? Um, it should, it, it helps in many other different ways as well, though. So with anxiety among younger people and, and among 
among different generations now that's coming on. Um, it, 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 I was an alcoholic myself and gave up the drink five years ago. Good man. And I have, I've seen both sides of it, Niall. I've seen the alcoholic side of it, and I've both seen the drug side of it. Um, uh, drug, uh, cannabis is, um, what would we call, uh, um, it would be a minor drug, but... Recreational, uh, recreational. recreational drug is what it is. And, and and, uh, mind you, it can, but now there is there is side effects to it too, Jimmy, and I'm um, sure you, you respect that. Oh, there are people who get paranoia and psychosis. Uh, yes, it. yes, it suits some people and it's... You know what I mean? It's the way that you also use it yourself. You I mean, but yeah, I mean? but you, you say it relieves anxiety. It, but I remember, you know, many years ago talking to a guy who was an expert on smoking, and I, I said the same thing about smoking cigarettes. It relieves my anxiety, my stress. And he said, but the problem you're having is that the lack of nicotine after, say, 45 minutes after you've had a cigarette is what creates the stress and the anxiety in the first place that you're then relieving. That's why the average person smokes 20 a day. Well, no, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that either. You know? So you wouldn't, wouldn't, you wouldn't think that that smoking the cannabis in the first place maybe creates that anxiety that makes you want to smoke more? Um, no, I don't think so. No, no, mm. I don't think so. Uh, for me, it's a kind of just it kind of settles my mind. I would be uh, say uh, a person that would be thinking about different situations all the time. And, do you overthink you know, things? Do you, do you kind of overthink things? Right. Yes. Okay. And it's kind of uh, now uh, it will. Um, emotionally, it'll make me relax and think about what I'm doing and put my mind in perspective Absolutely. of the situation I'm involved in. And you know, how, many, how, much would you, how much would you smoke a day or a week or whatever? Um, I'd probably smoke probably on average about five, six, maybe six a day. Six joints? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> and how much would that cost you a week? Um, on average, I'd probably be spending probably about um, in between 100 and 150 euros a week. Uh, 150 euro a week on, on, yeah. on cannabis? Yeah. Jeez, you're going through a lot of it, aren't you? Well, not, re- not really. <laughs> not really? Not really what you call a lot of it. 150 quid is a lot of money I, to be I spending was, on one vice. Uh, but I was an alcoholic and I was spending 250, 300 Can, I, can, can I ask him a question? My family was going through on, hell Dermot. with me. Yeah, sorry, Dermot, Dar- Dar- you want to ask him a question? Go ahead, there. What, what, Jimmy, okay, we call him Jimmy, yeah. yeah. Jimmy, are you, do you class yourself as... Uh, as since you started smoking the cannabis as a functional, can you get up and function every day? You hold down a I, job. I I function every day. I'm smoking it for 25 years. I started smoking yeah, yeah. it when I was 14 years of age. Um, there you go. I work driving uh, heavy oh. plant every day. Well, you know. Yeah, well, with the greatest respect, Jimmy, <laughs> if you were smoking 150 <laughs> quid's worth a week and you're smoking during the day. You probably shouldn't be driving heavy plant machinery. Yes, but the thing about it is, you see, uh, that's what you think and that's what everyone else thinks. But naturally, like I know anywhere up between 20 and 25, 30 maybe people that that do smoke. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, and and of course you mentioned too that you were an alcoholic and your family were going through hell. Yes. Yeah, when when you say your family were going through hell, in in, in what respect? Having to deal with you? Yes, having to deal with me, with um, vulgarity, with bad behaviour, with um, yeah. kind of, you know, like uh, turning all my anger towards them when I would be drunk. And like my wife will turn around and tell you today, she'd 20 times rather see me having a smoke of a joint than ever touch an alcohol again. Right, there okay. you go. That's a great argument. I'm surprised, well, well, I'm surprised she's still with you, by the way. My, it, my, well, my after your alcoholism. My rock, my rock is my wife. Well, that, and what, that, by the way, wait, can I ask you, Jim, sorry, sorry Lance, for a second. Jimmy, can I ask you, what was the turning point in your alcoholism? At what point did you say, 
I've had enough of this, or I'm doing too much damage to my life here. What, what, what was the turning point? The turning point was um, I actually um, got uh, aggressive, very, very uh, aggressive and, um, say, vulgar and kind of taken out my anger towards my family, my people that I loved, that was close to me. You know, and make and, and making a tweet of yourself as well in the in, making a fool of yourself on a regular basis, probably oh, too. On a regular basis, maybe, and getting arrested then every time you go out and have a drink. If you went out to socialise, you'd normally get drunk, and then you'd wind up fighting, and then you'd wind up maybe fighting with your 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 partner, your spouse, or my wife in the case, and it was making her life miserable. Whereas Absolutely. now I can sit down and have a smoke with my wife and. My wife drinks, and I, I, I don't need drink anymore. I, I, so, I, I can... so, so that's, that's a fantastic argument. Is the, you when I, when I'm, you, I'm you, not saying it's a... Hang on, no, no, hang on, with the greatest respect, Dermot, he's replaced one vice with another. It's not a fantastic yeah. argument. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm delighted with Jimmy. Mean? What do you mean? I no, no, I, I'm, no I, I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I, I'm delighted that you're off the alcohol. And, yeah, and, but you're saying I replaced it with another. I well, told you I was smoking since I was 14 years of age. Are you probably smoking more of it now, are you? I can steady myself. I have myself that I am um, smoking just what I, what I, you know, like on average. What Jimmy, 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 let I me say to Niall there. Niall is shoving down your throat there. Niall, oh. quite simply, this, this individual has Jimmy. gone from, from one drug, yes, Jimmy, has gone from one drug to another. He's given up the alcohol, which is legal in this country. Yes, but it's legal, but look at the harm it is doing life. to the country. Look at the The reason that they will not legalise cannabis is because they're making too much off of drink in this country. Well, I, I, would, exactly I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, dis- yes, they are. I know they are. Oh, of course if they you are. Look at the stats. Yes, they are. Of course they are. The vendors are making a fortune. Every single family in the country haywire because of abuse in families, abuse with children, and abuse with everything. Oh well, hang on. Let me just go back to James. James, I mean, are you with Jimmy here on this one? Yeah. Free the weed, Jimmy. Free Sorry? The weed. Free the weed. Free Would you give it up? <laughs> Free the weed. I mean, okay, well, let me go to Michael. Well, Michael, you've been listening there to Jimmy. I mean, certainly his life is better smoking weed than it was being pissed out of his head and, and abusing everybody. Michael, are you still there? Oh, so, oh yeah, Michael. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I've been listening. I don't know. He's, he, what happens if you take the weed away? Do you, do you turn back into the Hulk, Jimmy? Um... Mm, that I don't know to tell you, you the truth the because you back, I've you never go back on the drink. Um, no, I no never again will I never ever touch a drink to my mouth again. Never. But, but you've because said yourself. I know what you it does. Yeah, hang I've on, Jimmy. Jimmy. The family. Yeah, fair enough. You've said that a few times. But you, you're saying that you're, you're you're you've said it on the right. I'm just saying. I'm giving your own words back to you. You said you've, you swapped one for another. No, he, no, he didn't, no he didn't say no. He didn't say no. I did. No, I know. No, but he did say that in, in a different room. No, I did way. not. No, no, I did not. I did you not. Said you, you're he said he'd been doing smoking. You were an alcoholic. Yeah, and he's always yeah, been smoking. And now you're smoking weed to help no, with your anxiety and your aggression. So why... So hang on for a second. What he was doing both alcohol? at one stage. Yes. So what are you saying about weed? Exactly. He wants to leave. He says it's a far better option far than better having... option if you were let grow four plants at home and do your proper... No, 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 no. Properly no, no, grow no. them. No, that's not what we're talking about. You right. said, what are you talking when about? When you started talking, when you started speaking, when you came on the radio tonight, yep. you said, and the whole of Dublin heard you and whoever else is listening, that yep. you were an alcoholic 
Yes. And to help you with the alcoholism, you're now smoking cannabis. No, you I said, said I was smoking cannabis since I was 14. No, you I added that in later on. No, you added that in later on. No, Jimmy, you added that in later on. No, he's been saying that a long time. Uh, no, no, Jimmy, no, no. he first started off. Michael, let's, not, okay, let's not split hairs over it. He has said he's been smoking it since he was 14. I was the one who suggested he probably smoking more of it now. First of all, sorry, hang on. The whole world isn't like Jimmy, all right? No, the whole world is not like Jimmy, you're right. Yeah, okay. Well, a lot of people are like Jimmy. When okay, I want to go yeah, to alcohol. Jimmy, yes. are you on any medications? No. Are you sure? Positive. <clears throat> right. Positive. Positive. You, now, Jimmy, you're a fully grown adult, aren't you? I am indeed. <laughs> Mike, Michael, no, why, why wouldn't he be a fully grown adult? Uh, yeah, because he's this a is fully grown ridiculous. adult. This is the no, ridiculousness that comes from the likes of you. I'm not disrespecting Jimmy. But I'm, the point I'm trying to make is you're a fully grown adult, so you're entitled to smoke that and, and you're, you're grand as you are I mean you sound like you're getting on alright but the argument that I've been putting out here tonight is is a completely different argument to where you're coming from and from where everyone else is coming from I mean I'm talking about the type of stuff that's available today um, it's it's made by chemists as I've said earlier on at the start of the show it's made by chemists and it's having an effect on young developing kids who are grown today it's not 1970 it's not 1960. It's not 1980. It's two. It's 2021. We live in a different f- fucking universe to where you are coming from, and I'm socially aware. Maybe because I'm probably younger than you, I'm socially aware of the effect it's having in our society on young developing children. And um, we're not talking about the cannabis of the old days. We're ta- I'm talking about. I'm seeing the effect on on on, on in, in areas that I know. And it's not a positive one. And I am not um, an old priest. No, 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 no. I'm looking at a tweet here that Mike Savage put up, and he said the average strong cannabis nowadays has a THC percentage of about 15%. That's the THC, THCA content. Uh, back in the 80s, the percentage me- measured was just THC content, so appeared weaker than modern breeds. Now, I, I, you, you guys would understand that better than I. I'm certainly not a chemist. I don't understand it. But can I ask you, Jimmy... I don't want to know the person's name, right? Because I'm not the guards. But where do you get it? Like, where? I mean, because here, I mean, oh, when I when I was 17, I knew where to get. I I went down to a local pub in Rohini, and there was a fella there. It was loads of fellas there that used to have it in their pockets, and they sat it right. So, so I mean, where would you score 150 quid's worth of marijuana? Do you go to a local pub, or what? what do you go online, Facebook, or where do you get it? No, see, uh, the dog on the street can get it now. You know, it's it's it's, it's available to, to 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 everybody now. You know, it's yeah. it's more well, just like a bloke around the corner kind of thing. Oh, but no, you're yeah, no. but you're a friend of a friend of a friend. You know, <laughs> right? Okay, so it's easy enough to come by. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, but James. Is, well, 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 hang on, James. Want to say something there, James? Go ahead. That kind of going down the pub to the local guys like Stone Age stuff. No, is it? Nobody does that there. now. No. No. No, okay. WhatsApp, you go online, you order from the USA. As I said earlier, I'm posted. You order it online, what's delivered to your door, like? True, I'm posted. I'm posted. deliver it. No, they won't. Not if they know about it, they won't. No, yeah, well, they don't really check. I'm posted the biggest drug smuggler in this country. So what, people are actually ordering it, like, and it just gets delivered in a bag? And you do it as a little experiment, now, and I got. I am not doing it as an experiment. It's all I need right. all over the front of the papers. We, 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 <laughs> we, we can say it as a controlled experiment, right? We will order fifty euros worth of cannabis, and I guarantee it will come to my holder. I guarantee. 
and it very rarely it ever gets stopped by customs. That's where the real potent stuff from the USA and Canada is coming. It's coming through the port, through one posty. They're delivering it in the vans to your holder. So you're telling me that if I went online and ordered the classic hits yeah. here, that they would yeah. post it to the door? Yeah. And post. the chances of, of it being caught, I have never heard of anybody getting that stuff stopped. Not once, regardless but, of the quantity. Now, it's not van loads of stuff. Could be announced at two ounces. But, they, but, but on post, obviously, clearly on post can't check every single envelope, right? They probably have sniffer dogs and stuff like that at Dublin Airport. Well, they but they do, but they do randomly check parcels and, and packaging. Well, not r- random enough now. I guarantee you. No, did you ever, uh, J- Jimmy, did you ever order it online? No, no, I wouldn't have to. <laughs> right, okay, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, if you want to get the good quality stuff. All oh, right. Not, not, I, well, I don't want to be encouraging people to do that either. And I do want to <laughs> say that if you are doing that, you take your risks because you could be one of those people who are caught. Um, but what's going to happen? What's going to be the punishment? Well, he could be brought to court and be and charged what? with being possession of a controlled substance. Yes, oh God, he gets fined 150 And you have a criminal record and you never get into the United States. Yeah, but that, uh, that'd be changed within the next year, I guarantee That'd well. be changed. Uh, yeah, well, sorry, Jimmy, I mean, what about long-lasting effects? Do, do you believe that cannabis has any long-lasting effects on you? Well, I'm smoking it for 25 years and it's... You know, I'm still able to function and work perfectly. And, I am you know, concerned about you driving plant machinery, by the way, when you're, uh, you're, yeah, not, you're not supposed to do that. Oh, uh, yeah, I know we're not supposed to do that. But then again, look at this, and there's an awful lot of... Like, how many Monday mornings would you go in and you'd see men nearly falling out of their cars from drink, and they get up and drive them? Yeah, yeah, but they shouldn't do that. That doesn't make it right. Two wrongs don't make it right. Sorry, James. Niall, well, yeah, but my point why I wanted to come on the radio to you, Niall, but I'll tell you, if they turned around and they legalised cannabis tomorrow morning, uh, that you were legally allowed to grow four plants in your own home and uh, say, like, just for your own consumption. Yeah. Uh, it would uh, cut out the youngster being able to get it on the corner of the street. Now, do you know? Well, no, no, I, I, I do see the benefit of that. I'm not suggesting, but I also believe that all you're doing, you're giving me two bad choices. I would rather not have it available at all, but then again, you have your opinion, and James has his, and Michael has his, and we all have our own opinions. But I'm glad you're away from the alcohol, Jimmy, and I'm glad you're not the bollocks that you used to be. Well, so. thanks for the God. <laughs> all right, listen, thanks very much indeed, Jimmy, and I appreciate your honesty. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.